Dave. We got mail. It's Christmas morning. Wait a minute. What's now, going on here? I we we each got our own box. Yeah. And uh oh, we got personalized letters from oh. it. So before we I'm just gonna gonna read this letter that okay. we got from Archer Roos. Okay. Which says, Hi Matt, we love listening to you and Dave and appreciate all the stories that you illuminate week after week. While we know you'd rather share a smart water with Jennifer Aniston, true. We hope yeah. these pride-inspired cans will be fun to share with Michael while Faye lounges like the queen she is. If you're feeling generous, maybe sharing a can with Casey and Danielle in your next bitch, bitch sesh appearance? Maybe I will. This spritz was created by one of our only female-founded canned wine brands called Archer Ruse, showcasing a commitment to LGBT values. The head of creative, Mallory, and the head of operations, Katie, brought this can to life and debuted it at their wedding. Ah! Oh my god! And we're not doing an ad, by the way. We're literally no, just is... opening this gorgeous. Uh, so here I have a uh, rainbow moose motif can of uh, spritz by Archerus, yep. low alcohol, sparkling rosé, oh, nice. only ninety cal's. It's gluten free. It's vegan. Love it. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get home and chill this. Same. They said they are also still reeling from the dreamboat that is Tuck Watkins. Well, aren't we all? Join the club. And I hope that uh, these can help to celebrate the afterglow of that interview. Well, I'm here to tell you, Archer Roos, they will. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. You can follow them at Archer Roos Wines on Insta. and Archer, uh, R-O-O-S-E on Insta. I will enjoy these as soon as Sober October ends. Oh, right. Which we're sort of near the end we're of. We're rounding the corner. We're rounding the corner. Can I tell you something? Please. It's great. You look great. Thank you. You look fresh. Oh, good. And I know you've been sleeping well. I have been sleeping well. Which I'm extremely jealous of. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. My little uh, auto sleep sleep. Analysis app says I'm getting uh, getting two solid hours of deep sleep at night. Now, what that's based on, I have no idea. And the fact that I the first thing I do when I wake up is roll over to see how well I did in in and the the other check category of sleep Apple Watch through the watch and I, maybe other things I don't really know. Uh, but overall, very nice. Dinner's out a third of the cost. Absolutely, it's uh, it's kind of nice. Do you think that the, it will roll into sober November? I uh, yeah, I think the rules will be off, but I, uh, I mean, we're going to Napa for Thanksgiving, so certainly mm. wine will flow while we are there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I kind of it's like Sundays are way more fun <laughs> when you don't have at least a mild lag from a Saturday night. Right, you know which I, mean? I I had this weekend. And sure, it was like we went to a wedding on Saturday, which was so much fun. But then Sunday had a baby shower, then went to a play, then went to see Lizzo. Oh my god! All wonderful activities. I was pretty much angry the whole day. Didn't sure, want, didn't want it, but just wanted to be home in bed because yeah. I had a lot of drinks at the wedding. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the same experience uh, as you age as it is when you're you know 24 and beautiful. You right, I mean? right. But in your 30s, 40s, and beautiful. So don't uh, overdo it. it. Just uh, chill yeah. one of these cans of Spritz by Archer Roos yeah. and um, live mean, your best life. It's low ABV, so get into it. Uh, I went to a fancy event this weekend, which was the first ever Myabetic Diabetes Awards. What, uh, what, 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 what are these? Yes, I know. Uh, they were at the W. Uh-huh. There's a, uh, a, a diabetic, a diabetic, diabetic, like um, there's a, a woman who has a company and they make what are essentially like caboodles for all your stuff. Because there is a lot of stuff if you're type one that you have to carry along. You got to carry your tester and you got to carry your vials and you got to carry, if you are on a pump, you got to carry the, carry the thing that controls the pump. There's all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, women especially tend to not have pockets in their outfits, right? right? Um, 
And so she created a, a line of like purses and go bags that you can put all your stuff in and do it fashionably. And so now they, I think they want to expand more into the lifestyle space. So they have this awards ceremony. And I will tell you, I was surrounded by the hottest people I've ever been around in my life. Uh, diabetes, type one diabetes, fitness influencers, gorgeous people. Wow. Yeah. Like, and tons of them because they're all like nominated for various things. So it was like hashtag family goals of the year and that kind of thing. So it was like families who put their struggle, like, you know, little Aria has type one. And so uh-huh. we do YouTube videos about her life or we post stuff on Instagram or whatever. It was, uh, it was, I was surrounded by like health conscious, uh, uh, people who were, were uh, working to erase the stigma. And did of, you have uh, to do one. any? Were you, did you have to do any presenting? I didn't. Any, so you're you're just a guest, but are you seated at a table with all strangers? Uh, no, I was at a couch with a bunch of people I knew because oh, okay. I because I have okay. my like kind of group around me. Oh, got it. Um, and it was all couches. It was hosted by this guy Rob Howe, who's on Twitter at Rob Howe twenty one, who was like a college basketball player, super handsome and charismatic, and he's he's a diabetic influencer. So he. Hosted the show beautifully, did some costume changes. It was a whole it was a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. You know who my favorite diabetic influencer is? Who? You. Oh, thank you so much. Don't get it though. Let me influence you not to don't get have your diabetes oh, uh, breakdown. Yeah. No, thank you. Um we this week have a lifestyle influencer who is uh, among the most effective. Yes. And uh a returning favorite. He's uh uh, truly one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Never had an interaction with him where I did not uh, cry from laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny and so smart and such an L.A. Um, institution. He really is. He really is. Uh, I love him so much and, and and sometimes honestly have to book him as a guest simply so I can see him and hang out with him because he's yeah. so busy. He's right now, of course, uh, in Ravenswood Manor, which is yep. playing at Celebration Theater, uh, written by Justin Sayre. Sam Pancake's also in it. Uh, it's directed by Tom DeTrinis. Bunch of other super funny people involved, and uh, go if you're in LA, go see it at the Celebration Theater. It's running for six weeks, twelve weeks. I'm so sorry, yeah. I'm distracted by a slow mo Instagram video that you're putting in front of my face. Yeah, from FTF Warrior. Look who's at that dude jumping. Oh, this is a diabetic this influencer. Is diabetic fitness influencer. Wow. So he, this is just a shirtless guy in tattered jeans. Yeah. jumping in a circle. Yeah, just to show that you can do all that kind of stuff with all your, all your pump and wow. Dexcom and, and the, shit. a, a great there. caption model up front hashtag diabetic in the back that's exactly right Ooh, you baby. think uh, you think young gay guys are vain on Instagram wait until you get into the diabetes influencing world uh, however after the break Drew Drogi We are back with Drew Drogi. Hello. Drew, you were talking uh, through your process for the show. Oh, my process. I've gotten good in Canadian. Stop. We have got (laughs) to record every moment of this. Oh, my God. I'm doing a six hour play right now, which is crazy. I mean, it's not Angels in America. Like, we're not doing six hours at the same time, but we're doing a different hour every week. Um, It's called Ravenswood Manor, and it's brilliantly written by Justin Sayer, who's just this. Genius who has this entire 12 part soap opera in his mind. And so every week we're doing two parts, two 30 minute parts, as if you're watching episodes of a 
of a soap opera. And who who are the players? These oh, the- it's well, Justin said it. It's it's me. It's Sam Pancake. It's Danielle Gaither. It's Angela Christentello, Ryan Garcia, Leslie Ann Huff. I don't know if you know any of those angels. There, uh, everyone's sure. wonderful. And then we have guest stars every week. Who uh, we have Pete Zayas. This is our first week, and Great. Johnny Lazecki. They're both in our first week. Nadia Ginsburg. Scott Thompson is doing it one week. Wow. Alec Mappa, Jack Plotnick. Um, I'm leaving out Nina, some. Nina Millen, yep. of course, is doing it. Oh, my God. We just have like an incredible. It's a murderer's row. It, it Totally. So it's going to be fun. Michael Shepard's doing it. It's, it's just, it's a, it's going to be a blast. So, I can't yeah. wait to see it. And yeah. where, where is it again? Is it the Celebration? It's at the Celebration Theater. Great. Um, so it's just a matter of like, I've never really done anything like where we have to learn so much material and like kind of cram we're doing one weekend and then we have to like pretty much turn it all over and do a whole new show in like three or four days before the next. You, you're, you're doing essentially a soap opera schedule. Right, Let's... right. It's a TV schedule with, with theater. So you can't like go back or like, yeah. you know, but um, it's so much fun. I mean, I trust everybody. Everybody's wonderful in it. And like, you know, we ran through the whole thing or, you know, part one last night. And when you mess up, it's part of the fun of it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's great when it's, like, really well put together and, you know, you kind of get one or two big, you know, total fuck-ups and then you can be like, all right, we can keep moing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Six so. weeks is a is a big – is a tall order. I mean, especially yes. for someone like you who's doing, you know, a mil- notoriously a million shows. I, well, I'm, I'm – uh, Luckily, not doing much, right? But yeah, no. I mean, we all we have understudies as well, and so like, like Sam is going to miss tomorrow night's our first preview, and he's he's on um, a million little things. He's mm-hmm. a, he's recurring on that, so he's going to miss. So Brooke Segan's going to is an amazing understudy, so she's going to step in and do it. So like, we're covered if we miss shows or anything. But um, yeah, it's a little nutty. The worst thing is like when we have auditions during the week or things we have to like do during the week where we have to like on top of it, learn a new brand new script. Yeah. So it's a lot. Our brains hurt a little bit, but it's fun. Can you say who you're playing? Oh yeah. I'm playing, uh, <laughs> playing two horrible women yet again. Great. Um, I'm playing the, the coulda, shoulda, woulda of the town named uh, Mary, Lo- Mary Lois Raypatch Scriggs. <laughs> and I'm a horrible, just a harridan of a woman <laughs> who never left the town and hates the, like, the lead. And there's just, I'm just sort of the, the, uh, the nemesis. And Sam is playing my husband, the very gay Jonas Scriggs, who's the pharmacist, and he's giving drugs and, and having sex with, uh, you know, <laughs> questionably aged uh, boys. And I'm uh, played by middle-aged women. It's, it's, it's insane. There's so much drag. <laughs> I have a lot of sex with a lot of men played by women in drag. Um, and then my other character is Iris Patch, who, is a, uh, who runs the bookmobile. And she's this really <laughs> spinsterish, sad, um, you know, book woman. Wow, it's really fun. I love her and stupid. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you'll love Iris. Is there is there is there a dark shadows kind of? Yes, it, it feels it, it's definitely in vi- in the vein of dark shadows. It, it it's it's uh it's not vampires, but there are werewolves mm-hmm. and they're witches. It's a lot of witches, um, and it's a lot filthier. It's a lot dirtier than than uh, Dark Shadows ever was, and a lot funnier. I mean, Dark Shadows is hard to watch. Like Dark Shadows is fun to watch. Like the outtakes. Uh-huh. Of like, you know, because they just never called cut. They just didn't have a budget to like really edit. So, you know, you see people walking through shots and doors not closing and all that and people flubbing their lines. But if you, I don't know, have you guys ever watched an old episode of Dark Shadows? Because we oh, tried. Yeah. It's 
really hard to watch. It's pain. It's it's just um, very dry. Yeah. You know, so uh, this it's is not, a lot. I, th- I feel like we all like the idea of Dark Shadows a right. lot more than actually digging right. and watching yeah. it. And I mean, I loved the show in the 90s. I remember when I was a kid in, in the 90s, there was that there was like a mini the series, reboot, or the reboot yeah. in the 90s. I remember loving that. Um, but the original, the, the uh, you know, is just, it's rough. It's hard to sit through it all. Yeah. So. Do well, you... I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm just. I was. Don't don't sit through it. Go see Ravenswood Manor. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Do you have the uh, network buzzer? The network buzzer. It's 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 a network called buzzer. Oh 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 yeah no B-U-Z-Z-R no no. Buzzer. No. In in the in the tradition of grinder. Okay but okay. It's, uh, but it's all it's 60s, 70s, 80s game TV shows. shows. Oh. oh game shows. Yeah. Oh great. And it's on. I think you can get it just with an aerial. Oh that's or so cool. Or get it on Pluto TV. Okay. Uh, which also has and you can get bajillion, bajillion dollar properties. Oh, demand, great! Okay, Drew is on. Sure, sure. Um, yes, it's uh, it's all old. It's, so you get your old match games, and oh. you get your old you know passwords and and uh, get your Paul Lynn and your Fanny Flag and all yes. the, you know the Hollywood Squares. Jesus, what a time! God, everyone's drunk Everyone and smoking so drunk. and playing games. Yeah, and just for our entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I just, just God, I wish we'd bring it back. I don't understand in this garbage pit that we're in right now of the world. Why don't we just have celebrities just getting tanked on TV? Like, yeah. why are we above <laughs> that now? Yeah. Like, why right. are we like nice? Yeah. You know, I, I don't buy that. If there's the big stunt cast one on mm. ABC. That's right. Okay. But everybody's just so friendly. Like everyone's days. so, everyone's so, and it's just like, I want to watch. Everyone's so be. professional. It's like they're right. going in and get, doing their hour and then they got to get out right. and get to right. bed early for, you right. know. Ugh. Yeah, you're Everyone right. Everyone has children. Everyone oh. lives in the suburbs. Yeah. God, yeah. we're the good old yeah. days. Oh. Oh, when our homos were miserable. <laughs> Repressed and miserable. Yes. There's a, they're doing in primetime now a one season uh, show that was the, the Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. Oh, okay. And it was. It starts with Gene Rayburn and six 1984 stars. Okay, who are not as good as Brett Summers and Charles. Oh Spurs yeah, no, no, no. Flag. Um, it's like John Bowser from Shanana. Oh sure, sure. Um, Nellie Olson. Oh yeah, Alison Argram. Um, uh, and then like just people. Uh, um, Nidra Voles, the old lady from Different Strokes. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Sure, it's they're not great. And uh-huh. so then it's uh-huh. that, and then three more people. Then it's Matt McCoy from We've Got It Made. Oh, sure, sure, and, sure. Uh, Lois Bromfield and whatever. Lois Bromfield. Uh, yeah, names. and it becomes oh. uh, the Hollywood Squares. Yeah, worth looking for Buzzard just to watch it because Absolutely. nobody wants to be there. They're not drinking, and they're visibly on cocaine. Uh-huh. They don't like it. It's pretty great. It's, it's I love very it. entertaining. I love it. Yeah. What are you watching now? What am I watching now? Uh, I haven't. Oh, best movie I've maybe seen in my lifetime, and I think I talked to you about this, Matt. Parasite. We haven't oh, talked about great. it on here yet. No. And I feel like this is you guys, by the time this comes out, like we can get into this, right? We, uh, okay. Spoiler alert: the, we're going to discuss. Okay. The movie should Parasite. We, should we say we're going to talk about it for three minutes? Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, timer. scooch ahead. Yeah. Three okay. Minutes. Okay. I'm gonna set a timer. It's hard to talk about if you, you know, until yeah, you've because seen the, it. The, yeah, because the, the it was really like this past weekend. It was like, don't show me a frame, don't show me a trailer, yeah, don't yeah. fucking mention the word, yeah, don't mention yeah, the yeah, title. Yeah, 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 totally. It, it's. I'm not exaggerating when I. It's. It's maybe one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It defies genre. I don't know what you would call it. It's a pitch black comedy. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of horror, but it's also beautiful. It's so life affirming at the end. It's about class. Yeah. It is. Um, have you seen capitalism. it? Too? Oh, you've seen yeah. it too. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. It. We were just saying last night, not knowing anything about it is crucial to yeah. enjoying it. Yes. Cause I saw the trailer and I, and I was like, oh, I have to go see that. And, um, and I do really love that, that uh, the filmmaker mm-hmm. films before. I mean, I love Snowpiercer and I loved The Host. Uh, didn't he do another one called Mother? Not the Aronofsky Mother, but didn't he do the one I about the crazy, the mother that so, was defending it. her son? It's like in a brilliant horror film. Um, anyway, this, I, I just, it's such a movie of this, of our time right. now and about families and what you're willing to do for your family and, I, I just I was so obsessed with that housekeeper. Oh, oh god. god, yeah. The the peaches. Her. Oh my god. I'm like best supporting actress, all the awards. Yeah. Oh, give yeah. it. I love her. Yeah. And the peaches thing was just I was just cackling. It's just like evil. Yeah. So sprinkling evil. peach dust on her back. Oh my god. And the mother, the the really the the rich young mother. Oh, just a nervous idiot. Like, I just, I loved everything about it. I just want to, I just was so in it the entire time. And I love that the rich people were not full-blown monsters. No. They were, they were like assholes and sort of, you know, and and sort of unaware of their privilege. But it it really rode the line where you were still able to empathize. You didn't know really, you kind of were on everybody's side Mm -hmm. and no one's side at the same time because you're just like, you know, you really want the poor family to be okay but they're totally but they're monsters they're monsters and the rich people are like okay but they're also like poor people have a smell right let's keep that smell and that smell and that and that fact that when he smells him is what actually causes that turn on him in him at the end yeah Yeah. wow yeah also because you think they're blowing the fumigation in the beginning and they're like oh this is gonna make them turn into monsters or something yeah you Mm -hmm. really and it kind of but it's a huge plot point, the fumigation, and that's what they smell like, and what and the poverty has a smell. Oh my god! Yeah, that like poor pe- people are treated like insects, and they right. sort of Ex- become insects. Exactly, in that exactly. And you and you you become what you're what you're treated like, and it's like, and we all have that ability. And there's the cycle of like being in that basement, yeah. the, you know, and sort of surviving in the bunker. And but I love oh. that you you. T- took away a life affirming message at the end from it because I absolutely had a more pessimistic view. That oh this, oh oh, oh! You're I, saying I, you as in me? I did. Yeah yeah, that's our time. That's our time. Okay, well we're back. Although I do have, have questions. Some spoilers mm-hmm. about Parasite? one more minute. One more minute. Okay, okay. one more minute. <laughs> yeah. ahead one more minute if you Go. haven't seen it. My question: Are we to believe that the the young boy dies at the end? The um, boy. The little boy who has a seizure because they make a big deal out of ha- you have to get him to the emergency room in fifteen minutes. But oh, no, but nobody's got the keys to the car. Oh, and right, right, right. Runs away. Oh, right. I I didn't I, even remember. Yeah, I didn't oh, think of that. I mean, it seemed like they could have gotten there on time because they did get the keys. They did, but nobody did anything with them. Right, the mother. Wow, I don't know. Everyone else is gone. I I, gone I just was like, what happened to the mother? But I forgot even about the kid. There's yeah. so much at the end that's so. Well, huh. that is the, and that, <clears throat> that's also, I take back what I said about the rich people because they are only concerned about getting their kid to the hospital while the poor girl oh, bleeds out. 100%. Oh, right. Dies, so. Yeah, and you thought, you thought the ending was very, ble- I mean, it, the ending is like. 
that we that that, that this happy ending we saw that we then go back to him yeah. writing the letter of it yeah. and we end on that image and not the other one was oh, telling. Oh, he's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's right? not gonna happen. Oh. The end. But there's something at that moment for me that just that hope that. Oh God, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to get, I know where you are. It's just so mm-hmm. beautiful it's to me. something to drive him. Yes. And yes, it is. I mean, I, I, it is tragic because you don't, you're like, there's just, there's not going to happen this way. Yeah. Also, why, uh, why was the housekeeper's face kind of busted up when she came back to the house? Peaches. Was it still from the peaches? Uh-huh. I think so. Because it had been some time. Right. Oh, I didn't even th- – yeah, I thought that it was sort of a, a mystery, but maybe, yeah, the peaches. I think she was just still recovering from her severe allergy. Right. Or she just doesn't have anywhere to live now. Right, and she's, she's probably on living street. on the street somewhere. Yeah. Because it's like you go from one extreme to the other. There's no in-between. There's no right. middle class. Right. I have Ugh. been that parasite and on a small scale so many times, like being a personal assistant when uh-huh. like the person's out of town and I'm house sitting sure, or what, sure. I, would, I used to dog sit for people all the time sure. and it, just taking as much advantage of their house and living out the fantasy uh-huh. of like uh-huh. it being yours sure. to the full ex- fullest extent. And <sighs> oh, God, oh, oh God, God, oh God, it's a beautiful, it's a brilliant movie, yeah. truly brilliant. Tough. Not one I want to sit through again. No, only because it's so. Oh, I, w- I, I would. I'd actually love to see it because I also thought it was so funny. I was mm-hmm. so like, but everybody, skip Judy, skip Joker. You already know. You've already seen those movies. See Parasite. I haven't seen Judy yet, and I you really have. I mean, you know, it's I like know. you know exactly yeah. what it is. Sure. Yeah. And Joker, you know exactly I what have. it is. No desire. I can't see King of Comedy. See that movie. Watch King of Comedy. Watch Taxi Driver. Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant in the movie, but it 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 is the most unsurprising. Both of those movies, they're basically the same movie. Yeah. It's like be nice to the freak. They're a mess with no insight about really who they. Mm. I don't know. And again, I'm not to show them. You know, if you love these movies, fine. But I just I don't know. Neither one of them are special at all to me. And I. Uh, I- a, a Judy is not a great movie, and I am a Judy Garland head. And I, it was well, then, yeah, it. absolutely. Then and it's, I think, if you're a fan, you're and for her performance alone, and, and it's, I mean, that is not an easy, and obviously, you have to no. go into it and just know, like, oh, no one's voice will ever live up to oh, yeah. hers, and sure. she, you know, I didn't mind but, her voice being different, I kind of liked that she did that, and I liked, I felt about her like I felt about in, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami mm-hmm. Malek, mm-hmm. same opinion about that performance. The per, the concert, the the actual performing, the numbers, fantastic, and the scene work was really broad, and I just didn't think it was great. Mm-hmm. I didn't love what she did. I thought I also just thought the script didn't do her any favors. It never showed her really being funny. It never showed her really being smart. And aware of her situation, when Judy Garland yeah. was hilarious, She's funny as hell, and and the tragedy was like she knew exactly what was happening to her the whole time, and I felt like this movie was another after school special about like, well, she was on drugs, yeah, and I hated her forgetting the words to over the rainbow and that gay couple helping her through it. That was so dumb. I was like, <laughs> that didn't happen. The yeah. thing about Judy was that. She didn't want to perform ever, and she got on stage, and she was taken over by this monster talent. Yeah. All she wanted to do was get loaded and be with her family, and yet she got on stage, and she couldn't help it. And as messy as she ever got, it wasn't like she forgot the words to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. 
I don't know. Boo. Boo! <laughs> Too easy. I'm, I'm just, it, it blows my mind that Joker is a thing that people are talking about at all. Like, just it just mm-hmm. seems like, <clears throat> no, I haven't seen it, but it seems to me the whole thing of like, you know, sad alienated comedy guy you know turns violent i just can't mm-hmm. i it's a, it's crazy to me that somebody's like ooh that's we should explore that right. theme i feel like we've circled we that have. block also times. we've explored batman and yes. the joker forever how and many times do we have to see that fucking I, guy's dad get I'm shot i'm sorry but it just makes me love tim burton more and more every time they do it because tim burton completely understood that it has to be dark but it also has to be fun it's yeah. a comic book and Christopher Nolan's movies were so bleak and humorless, and as great as Heath Ledger was, he amazing in that in that one. It's it's like this. Now you're going to go even darker and more. And it's just like the Batman tag on and Joker. If Joker were a standalone movie, it would be so much better than trying to tack on the Bruce Wayne Batman thing. You've seen that kid and the parents getting shot at the movie theater so many times that it's just like we have nothing new to say. Yeah. And I just think that our bar has has been lowered so much that we're just like, ooh, it's gritty, it's edgy. And Joaquin Phoenix is, I think, brilliant in the film. I really do think he does incredible work in it. But I don't care because the it's just one of those things that it doesn't surprise you at all. Yeah. You will you will know exactly what happens in it. I mean, the violence, some of it's really upsetting and whatever. But I don't even think the movie condones violence in a way. It's just, it's not a very good movie. It's not like I mean. King of Comedy and Taxi Driver are what it's obviously ripping off, which are just far superior movies. So watch King of – if you haven't seen King of Comedy, watch King of Comedy. That's a masterpiece. It's so fucking great. And Sandra Bernhardt, like revelation. Yeah. And Jerry Lewis, who I've never been a fan of, is amazing in the movie. And it's one of De Niro's – it's my favorite Scorsese movie. I I think it's just amazing. And so I don't know. I just I, I I hate to sound like an old man with people like loving these things, and I'm like, there's better stuff out there that oh, this totally. is completely ripping off. Right? Yeah. If you haven't seen, Karen, so that's why I go back to Parasite, and I was so delighted that to see a movie that I hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah. Did you see Hustlers? Yes, and I loved it. Yeah. Did you I see? Did. It? I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? I just saw it. What do you think? I wanted I, I it was already my favorite movie based on the trailer and the concept uh-huh, alone, uh-huh, and so sure. it was, and I did see it late, so it was it didn't quite live up to. I can imagine, I can imagine. At I was going in, I saw it early, I saw it before it opened, and I was like, I went with a friend. I'm like, let's go laugh at Showgirls 2019, right? And ten minutes in, we were like, oh, this is actually great. So I was so surprised. That it was like an actually a great like a movie, movie. Yeah. and I thought J Lo was incredible. I also loved that it was a female led story. Like it was like so clearly made by a woman that like that story. It was like to tell the story of these strippers and con artists and these really smart savvy women. Yeah, I thought it was you know there are a lot I will and I love a montage, but it is oh it's a lot of montages. Yeah. And which lot. are great, but honestly, it is worth the price of admission just to watch JLo walk into rooms in a fur coat. Oh. To watch her on the pole. She is a specimen. I don't know the last time I've questioned my sexuality than when I watched <laughs> JLo's opening number. And I was like, this is maybe the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Right. I thought it was just stunning. But it, I mean, she surpasses gender, age. Oh, 100%. She's oh, sure. Not even She's human. just. Oh, and who else could have done that role? Who else could have done that? I mean, Jennifer Aniston, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That. 
Do you um, like Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I mentioned that. Uh, television, are you watching Drag Race UK? I am not, but I've heard it's great. It's fun. Are you mad? No. How okay. far into it are we? Two episodes. Actually, I guess three as of last night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that it's not – I mean, it probably feels like early seasons of Drag Race USA mm-hmm. in the sense that it probably is – it feels more authentic – yeah, it does and more bit. like and people who are called to be drag queens versus they've watched Drag Race right. and they want to do what Drag Race does. There mm-hmm. are the younger cast members grew up on Drag Race. Uh-huh. It's pretty obvious. Sure, and they all sure. Are uh, quote unquote look queens. Uh huh. And right. they are boring for that right. reason uh, yeah. because sure. they don't really have a sense of humor and a point of view. Right. But the older ones are fucking great. Oh, that's great. It's really funny, and it's also it's amazing how little. A little RuPaul does. Uh-huh. It's just like, yeah. quid, what's that? Like, just literally no <laughs> research at all. Right, you know? right. Um, but it's it's fun. Oh, great. I've got to watch it. The other the other thing that I would, I'm sure you've done this, but uh, getting back to Sandra Bernhard, uh-huh. call up a, a YouTube supercut of all of her Letterman appearances and just watch it. Oh, it's the greatest romantic yeah. comedy I of our Im- time. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's sure. incredible. Sure. Work like she's been on his Netflix show to- no, they he kind of cut it off with her. Oh. oh, yeah, he he like stopped having her on the show, mm. and there's there's a story there. But oh, ooh, sure, oh. One is, yeah, yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, when are we going to see Drew on Drag Race leading a challenge? I, you know, that? I've told I, I I've I've made it very clear to RuPaul that I would do anything on the show. I mean, I don't want to compete on the show. Obviously, I'm not a drag queen, but I was. I've said I'd love to do a challenge. I'd love. And uh, so hopefully one day, I mean, you know, I think there was a moment when I could have been a judge, but now the judges are like Michelle Obama, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, well, right, right, you know. Right. Yeah, but it, is, it, it feels like, you know, that because drag is, you're not a drag queen, but drag, a certain kind of drag is so sort of central to your art uh-huh, in uh-huh, a way. And sure. it's so specific and so. I would love to do like a, some sort of improv class or comedy challenge with them mm-hmm. or whatever. Um I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've been I've told them I would love to do it. So maybe maybe one day. And I guess I do. I also really want them to be good. Like I get frustrated when I watch Drag Race and they just can't. Or when they do Snatch Game and you're like, you can't even do. Like, what are you doing? That and a lot sad. of it is the choice that they make in the character that they're playing. And I would love to just coach them and be like, hey, maybe don't do that. Yeah, because we it's don't hard. get a coaching session for Snatch Game, right? They, I mean, they they talk it through so. in the work in the work. There was room, one on I just saw recently because I did a pod, another podcast uh, about uh, Mono Agopian and Nicole Byer's podcast about drag, and it was like I had to watch an old one. And Sherry O'Terry was on there giving them comedy advice, but they were doing stand up. They had to go and do oh, it. Right. It was like on All Stars, and they had to do that. And she had great advice for them. And it's like, yeah, listen to her. It's like. You know, because they just don't know. There's just certain things, you know, if you knew better, you wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. You wouldn't, you know, it's really hard to do like another drag queen. Like, what's your take on that person? Right. It's like you when know? they do the Muppets on Saturday Night Live. Right. Oh, like, why are worst. we watching like, Andy Samberg do right. the Swedish chef? Yeah. Right. That's I know. already a character. That's already a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't understand when you're like, that's, what's your take? Yeah. Why are you doing on, Alyssa Edwards? Right. Exactly. Because it's just like that, you know, and a lot of times it's like, maybe find somebody else. Maybe think of another, you know, mm. I don't know. Uh, it's all, it, it also reveals how many f- of our celebrities don't have a personality. 
Oh, right. Because right. they'll be like, they'll get the look of like a Kardashian sister down or a Ariana Grande or something. And it's right. like, oh, and wait, there's actually nothing funny But there's funny actually what's funny right. about them. Yeah. About who? I know. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to say. Right. I know. And it's like, you've got to like boil it down to a sentence. Like, what is the funny thing? What's their spine? Like, what's that funny? What's the thing about them that they're unaware of? You know, mm-hmm. and it's hard with some of these people now because they're all about, they're also manufactured too. They're put together in a studio somewhere and they present it to the world. And so they're kind of perfect. And so it's why a lot of people are boring now, I think, because they're, they're too manufactured. Right. You're not seeing warts and all. You're not seeing the weird, the weirdos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. The other broader thing about Snatch Game in particular is like, how often do you go to a drag show to see a really good impression? Yeah, exactly. Like that's, not, that's never on that's the list. That's not, and that's also that's also the thing that I would say. Uh, it's also to these look queens. It's like, great, you look great, but if you're boring, who cares? Who fucking cares? So have a point of view. Have something. Bring something to the table. And I don't think that most people. I don't know. I think a lot of people just haven't done enough internal work to know what's interesting about them yeah. and weird about them. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't believe that they really are just like all boring people. I mean, some of them are, but. You know, a lot of them, you're just like, oh, just figure out, like, what's, like, kind of weird, flawed, broken about you. What are you a nerd about? What do you, like, kind of lose your mind about? What is the thing that makes you crazy about yourself? Blow that up. Put that on. Put a wig on that, you know, versus, like, um, you know, I'm the best. I'm the shit. I'll give the tea. I, you know. Mm. Oh, I don't know. It was a party the other night. I'm not going to say who it was because I didn't want to give her the publicity, but she's one of my <laughs> least favorite drag race queens. And it was like she got up on stage and lip sank her own non-song. <laughs> it was it was literally just a list of things, and yeah. she lip sank it <laughs> and then got up and was like, you guys, we're in a really scary time now. It's important that we vote. We get out there and we mobilize and we vote. And it was just like <laughs> – and you just felt the crowd being like, yeah, we know. Like, it wasn't like we were so not interested in what she had to say. And then and then she did another number about all the other queens on Drag Race and kind of shitting on them. And it was like, who are you? Like, what is this performance? Like, what are we, you know, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Don't you? I, I, so, I mean, I know this has been said a million times, but th- so much of it is a function of people gr- being groomed on YouTube instead of on stage. Right. Right. I mean, right. Yes. That we're like, is it possible to not be boring if that is where you're getting your, education? I just, I have to believe because in like what we all do, I have to believe that we are going to get through this. Cause otherwise I just sit around and go, there's no hope, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, cause I still, I, I go back from time to time and teach at the groundlings and I, I try to get people to, play characters based on people that they know and like have their and find their point of view. And you find a lot of people are sort of, they're able to do a, a bit for like a, you know, a couple seconds. And then it's like, yeah, but who are they? If you took them out of that world, like try to get, so it's just, I think it's just about making people get that, that training. I mean, I think, and I, and again, I think people, a lot of people are feeling what we're feeling, you know, and they're watching things and kind of going, okay, but then what? And then what? And I think it's also getting harder and harder for for people to not look cool. You know, the yes. the, the incentive to um, just like to give yourself permission to not look it is so important for any kind of performing, but comedy especially. Right. And I think, and I think for for drag, and that it seems like that is no longer valued. Right. 
you have to be ugly to, in order to be funny, and mm-hmm. and and not just physically, but just like emotionally, and foolish. Mm-hmm. You have to be an idiot, and I think that people are so afraid of like. Because they're so because we manufacture, we put a filter on every picture that doesn't look good. We 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 don't tag ourselves in things that we don't like. You know, it's like you just try to scrub any sort of imperfection out of what you're doing, and mm-hmm. instead you're just like, man, that's what actually makes you interesting. Yeah. It's you know, and so I just feel like, where do you go from there? We're either all going to turn into robots, and we're all going to look the same. Mm-hmm. And have really like boring sex and, you know, and dumb non-conversations. Or we're going to have to explode out of that and just like be ugly freaks again. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else. Where do we go? I don't know. Um, Well, uh, let's take a break and come back with our favorite freak, Drew Drogi. Uh. We're back with Drew. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, we found out who it was during the break, and it was. Are you surprised? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't top on my list, but she was on oh, the list. Made okay. perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. And we will reveal who it is behind the paywall. Oh, yep, that's exactly right. Stitch premium. No, we, I love it. Um, Use promo code Homo. Drew, what's happening in the romance and dating and sex? Oh realm? God. Kind of nothing. I, well, I, I I have a lot of like kind of sort of like weird. Um, I mean, I I make myself so busy. I feel like I say this every time. I'm just I'm honestly to where I'm like I go 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 all day, and then I go home, and I'm so glad to have like no one that I have to even talk to, let alone like sleep with and engage with and be cute for. Mm. So that's on me. Like I need to like carve out that space to do that and not be doing like five hundred. Um, six-hour plays every weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of, like, like fun little kind of one-off dalliances over, in the last year. Not a lot, but enough to be like, oh, that was fun. That's cool. Can we can we so, slow down and talk about some of these dalliances? Oh, I don't and Just know. kind of walk us through how they come about, what goes on. They, oh, God, I don't even know. I mean, it's just, it's it's, like... I had like a I I well it's like it's it's really fun to be coming into the age of like I've never considered myself like a daddy but it's like when you're in your forties now and it's like the younger guys are like into it and guys that like never would have been in to me when I was their age you know that's sort of a fun thing and wow. um, but we were I mean you know you're on scruff scruff isn't that is that sort of weird in between where it's like sometimes you know immediately what's going on there. Um, but then there, it's also like, it can feel a little bit like gay Facebook sometimes too. And there's a lot of guys on there that just want to talk and have conversations and so yeah. it's kind of hard to navigate. And sometimes it's like, I will get on there and sound like I'm like so famous. We all talk about this too. Like sometimes you're like, mm-hmm. they know who we are. And so like, you know, you're like, people just want to have a conversation with you. And then they're like, oh, they have no interest in having sex with you whatsoever. Um, which is fine too. As long as I know ahead of time, I don't like it when I feel like, oh, you're leading me on. And then all you really want to do is just yeah, um, suggest a Chloe video, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and then I don't know. I I I'm, I met a guy recently just like at a birthday party, and we like we've hung out a couple times, and I'm not sure what where that what's going on there. I'm not great at reading situations and not know, and I'm not really good at like moving things forward and. 
when I'm as busy as I am, I'm like really saying like, Hey, do you want to hang out again in like three weeks? Right. And that's just not, that just isn't, it's hard. Cause it's right. like someone just feels like, Oh, it's, this is not going to go anywhere. Right. Also, I'm like, not real if or... you want to hang out with me after rehearsal 11 o'clock when I'm exhausted and all I'm going to do is talk about this play I'm in, that's not really like that sexy. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I, and I'm aware of that. I'm like, I don't want to present that. If somebody I like someone, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to, I'm nervous about just kind of coming off like just self-involved actor in a play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not being like, not able to be like fully engaged and able to like really want to get to know him and learn about him and his his life and everything. Um, but I'm also like, I've never been somebody who's like slept around a lot. I've never really enjoyed that that much. So I'm sort of, I'm definitely in the quality versus quantity camp and I'm definitely wanting to date and settle down with someone, but I just, I don't know when I'm going to have time and energy to do that. Right. And so I don't know. I, it's like something that I, that I, <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. I I appreciate like how sort of open I, it seems like you your approach to hanging out is so open that you it, it seems like you have not a pattern but like that you do often meet someone and you really don't know I feel like when I was single I I categorized people immediately mm-hmm. I was either like I am targeting this person uh-huh. and I will sleep with them whether they like it or not uh-huh. if they, if the, if it doesn't happen then I'm done yeah. with them right or they're friend right and that you have I'm, you're sort of just letting things happen as they happen but i'm also i wish i could do that more because i don't know like i don't always know how i feel like mm-hmm. immediately and then there's times i'm like yeah i know who i find attractive but i don't know like i have plenty of attractive friends you know i'm looking at two of them and i'm not gonna be like you know I'll make that face matt um but i mean i'm i have pl- plenty of people i can go they're a good looking person but i'm not gonna go Oh, that's who I want to be with, or oh, that's who I want to be a friend. It takes me a while to figure that out, and I'm very good at making a friend. I'm mm-hmm. very good at like turning it into the friend thing right away. Right. Um, and then I think also people are so scared. We're also scared of being vulnerable and putting it out there. That you know, um, that I think everyone's a lot easier at being friends. You know what I mean? I think everyone just kind of goes, oh, okay, cool. This is... Yeah. And then if it elevates, then it does. Right. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. Right. And elevates is not even the right word. And then, but yeah, I know what you mean. And, but then it's like, because I get busy, I just kind of let things go to the side and I'm like, oh, I don't even know what that was. And I hate that because I'm like, that could have been a really cool thing. That could have been someone that I could, you know, have a relationship with. And I feel like for a long time in my life, I really didn't want it. And I look back and I'm like, I, I definitely made a lot of choices where that were like, and I've really, and I do, a lot of me r- really enjoys being single. I love when I have a day off and I don't have to talk to anyone and I can go to a movie and just like sleep in and do whatever I want and get, you know, and just kind of be on my own time and schedule and not, you know, I love that. And I think I would still always have to have that in a relationship. I think I would need to be with someone who also needed to alone time as well. Yeah. Because I just don't think I could just be like all or all the time. But I also, I'm like, oh man, I want that. Like, I mean, I feel like I, you know, um, because I don't enjoy, like, it's just, the other thing too, it's like, it's nice to like sort of calm that place in you. It, it must be nice to calm that place inside you. That's like when you have someone, then you don't, when you go out with other people, it is just a friend. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you're like, you're not going, is this, what is this? What does this mean? Oh, mm-hmm. are we, mm-hmm. is this a thing? 
Because there's so many times I, I will, and I, because I, I love going out with, you know, people will make a plan. We'll go like, we'll go out for drinks and then I'll be out with people. I'm like, is that a date? And I'm usually like, oh no, it's not. But then sometimes I'm like, maybe this is a date. I don't know where this is going. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to know where the line is because we all can be really flirty with each other and we all can be, and I like being flirty with my friends and I don't, and I don't think there's anything, I we, we know where the line is. I don't feel it, you know, but with a new person, you don't really know. Mm. I mean, you. Are, I, I was just thinking about your birthday parties and how it's like a, you, it's a sea of every gay man <laughs> I have ever met in Los Angeles, and we're all swarming. We're all so just like proud to be your friend, and it's oh a beautiful God. thing. Please. But I, I am always curious, like what it feels like to be at the center of that. Well, I mean, I wrote a play about it. My new, yeah. my new solo show is literally about about being gay oh, yeah. and and. and, and so and birthdays, funny. and so thank you. And it's called Happy Birthday, Doug. And I'm going to be doing it in New York in February. So um, come come see it if you're listening and you want to come in, in New York at the Soho Playhouse. Um, but yeah, I, I, it took me a long time to realize what I was writing because I was like, oh, I want to do another a follow up to my last solo show. And my other show was about leading up to a big event, and I was one. I was playing one character talking to three other people. That was called Bright Colors and Bold Patterns, and that was all about gay marriage. And I was like, I'm going to do a play where I'm playing all the other, I'm playing all the characters talking to one person during an event. So I want to have a play that's happening in the moment now. Mm. And then I, and then I started writing a lot about like our obsession with being present and how hard it is to be present. So I wrote a play about a gay birthday party and I played nine gay men. Um, and then eight of them are guests, I guess, seven guests, one waiter, and then the birthday boy. And, um, and so the birthday, the, the birthday guy comes out at the end of the play and that's very much me. Um, and, and with a little bit more, he's a little bit more, I, I hope a little bit more of a dick at the end, but I think it's just about like what I want to say, but I've learned to curate my parties and the older I get, the smaller my parties are and in a great way. And I don't invite people that I don't want to be there anymore. Mm. Like I used to invite everyone I knew and I got no points out of that. I was exhausted. I didn't have any quality conversation. I would look across the room and the people I really liked were giving me my space. And then there are people that were just up in my grill. I'm like, I don't even like this person. And I invited them. Why are they here? And even people that I don't, I mean, I like I hate them, but I just don't want them at my party driving me crazy. Or I'm nervous with them in the social situation with other people in there. So it's like I I as I was writing this new play, I was like, oh, this is really about like curating your friends and and holding on to ones that matter mm. and letting those that that are not good for you, letting them go with love, you know, and being like, bye, I, I wish you all the best, but you don't get to come back to my party. Um, and as I was writing the play, I was like, oh, all the people that I love in the play stay at the party. And the ones I don't like, I had them kicked out or they left. Mm, yeah. And, and I didn't realize that as I was writing it. But I was like, oh, wow, this is subconsciously I'm like culling, you know. So will we see this and maybe be able to identify who these uh, the seven guests are? Oh, I are. think are you they? might be able to <laughs> I know. I do have questions. <laughs> to that end, I'll save it. I am so bummed I couldn't see it here, but well, I, I, I think I am going to do it again in January in LA if I can get the dates, if I can, because um, if we can just work it out scheduling-wise, uh, and then I'll do it um, February in New York, so maybe just... I'll be in New, New York, York a lot. Oh, Michael's great. Michael's working in New York, so oh, great. if I oh, don't perfect. see it here, I'll see it there. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah, Am but I it, one it, of the guests, it, I wonder? Am I going to be one of the seven? 
No, I mean, you're, you're not. <laughs> but a lot of them are. But I mean, I think a lot of them are. Are not, I mean, at least the the old guy is really lovely. Like, I yeah. mean, I think he's like kind of the heart of the play. Yeah. Because I wanted to have some of them be nice people. Like as I'm writing, I think like, oh, this one will be nice. And as I'm writing the character, I'm like, no, they're terrible. <laughs> oh no, it's terrible again. Um, and I have the young guy that. Um, is very much based on a guy that I that I sort of hung out with, and a lot of them are amalgamations. It's like I've taken something and I've added and moved, you know, because I I, I wanted to do kind of archetypes. I didn't want to like put anybody directly on blast and be like this person, you know. Yeah. Um, but I I wanted to. I also just wanted to show a lot of different kinds of gay men at a party and how how it that dynamic plays out. Because I still feel like we're we are at such a loss for of interesting gay characters in in culture. Yeah. Like we are still, it is like we have women writing incredibly nuanced, like like with hustlers or like book smart, or you have women telling women's perspective in these stories that are fantastic. We have trans people, we have people of color that are telling that. But white gay guys are just so boring still. And a lot of it is we are, you know, in a lot of yeah, ways. But yeah. a lot of it is like, my God, why are we not writing for ourselves and taking care of each other better? And it's just it's the story of my life. It's like we are not interested in ourselves or exploring internally or or putting ourselves in things. Yeah. Or other people are still writing us as these really boring, either sassy, snapping, catchphrase sp- Outing characters or were these really just dull, you know? Um, so, and all that's, I wanted to have, have that as well in the show. I mean, I have all that in there, but I, yeah. I just wanted to just play more and just show more of who we were. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think a lot of the uh, one dimensional quality of gay characters comes from there never being a second gay character. Right. You know, you just right. don't have anyone to play off right. of. Exactly. There's no room for other types. Exactly. It's just. Here's here he is. Right. Yeah. Right. It's still Doug Savant and Melrose Place. It's oh so yeah, ways, totally, totally. And and I I just I don't really understand how how we are still I mean, I still things that I like audition for and I'm like, yeah, I I want the paycheck and I I'm sure it'd be a fun experience, but I don't creatively care about doing this. I don't what is the, what is this? Who is this person? You know, and I just think we um also I think we don't and it's the thing we don't support ourselves enough we don't do we we get into positions of power and we when we write things and we write really excellent roles for women and then we and then we want to write like maybe like a fun drag queen or you know but we just don't ever want to want to see ourselves and write ourselves in, into things or we write these really idealized versions of ourselves we don't want to show ourselves as as like i'm to call back what we were saying earlier ugly broken messy yeah we don't want to show messy gay people that we are. And I just, it's like, that is just my calling. I'm just like, that's all I'm interested in doing now. Every time I'm, I'm meeting with my manager, he's like, what do you want to write? I'm like, miserable, messy gay people trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. 40 year old gay white guys going, ah, I don't know in this world. Like, I, cause I just don't see it anymore. And it's just, I feel like, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think part of it is that we don't always have the the courage to be yeah, vulnerable in that way totally. and that we and that at the same time we assume well the culture doesn't want this well that's the other thing is it. that we and and we assume that in a way that I don't think is true I think we all I've heard that so many times as we go oh well people won't accept it they won't accept a gay character only gay people are saying that mm-hmm. straight people who are 
who are cool, which is like a majority of the people in, you know, in creative situations, the straight people are like, I want to see a gay perspective that's new and different and fresh. But we think, because it's all our child, you know, it's all our seventh grade shit that we mm-hmm. have. Where we're like, well, nobody will want to see that. It's all nobody, shame driven. Completely. So if I'm going to have a gay character, they're going to, they're going to be, you know, Pete Buttigieg, like they're going to be like yeah. this alpha, like, you know, they're running for president and they're perfect in a marriage with two dogs. They're that. Mm-hmm. Or they are, you know, Jack McFarlane. Is that his name? Is that yeah. his name yeah. on Will Grace? Yeah. There's that character, like, which are, but two, I mean, wonderful. I mean, I love all of that. I think that's important. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But I feel like we just, we don't want to show like um, kind of messy and secure you know, ourselves. Yeah. You know? And we write that in women all the time. We, so we write brilliant female characters because we understand that part of the female experience and it's, in a way. it's sort of an easier, and it's safer. It's a mask that we, yes. it's an easier thing to hide behind. Right. Have you seen the, I can't believe I'm getting the name. I'm sure you, the, the big play in New York right now, it's the new epic. Um, the inheritance. Yes. I have not, I haven't been to New York. So I, I, I was just last time I was there was in August before it opened. So I'm dying to see it. I'm very interested in seeing it. And I'm I'm excited that it's going to be running at the same time. Mine's going yeah. to be running just because I, I I hope you know to have conversations about that because there was a play called Oh Significant Other was a gay marriage play that was on Broadway in a much bigger situation than my gay marriage play was, but mm-hmm. it was fun to have those two plays in New York at the same time for people to sort of compare and compare contrast. and contrast yeah. and whatever. And I mean, The Inheritance is a apparently this like seven hour. Like E.M. Forster, like unbelievable th- with, with some of the best, in, you know, act, most incredible acting and writing. And so yeah. I'm excited to see that. So Me too. Um, mine's a quick little hour downtown, like, you know, <laughs> in and out on your way to the thing. So not to, you know, compare myself to you that. But have it's a full fun weekend. To sort of and have a full both, weekend. Both ends of the spectrum. But I think it is about like the history of like of gay men. I think it's like gay men throughout are, are in it as well. Mm. So, um yeah, so I'm excited to, to see it. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What else can we ask you? Do we have I to mean, let you go? I mean, I just want to do this all day, but I know, I know we're running That's all long. I want to do. <laughs> um, so people can see you at, in Raven, Ravenswood Manor. Ravenswood Manor in LA. From we uh, we open officially on the 19th, uh, so this weekend of mm-hmm. October, and run through November 24th. Thursday through Sundays. It's a new show every week. You don't have to come every week. You can come one time on week three or week four, and we fill you in. So we'll say previously on. Uh-huh. So it's like t- tuning in on a, to a soap opera. So you don't right. have to like have kept up with it all. And you We're, act out the previously on. You give us a little yes, scenelet. Yes, it's oh, great, great. Which we haven't even figured any of that out yet. So it's going to be a real quick little thing that we're going to, you know. Um, be like, you know, kind of a, almost like a, a dumb show of being like, remember this. And then, you know, just, just to fill people in so they don't feel like, but we've had a lot of people pop into rehearsals on random episodes and they're like, you pick up what's going on yeah and you know, and it's fine if you don't like you're watching a soap and you're like, yeah. I, I, oh, I can imagine that. So, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. Soaps yeah. are meant to be watched. Yeah, occasionally. Dropped yeah. in on. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm. All right. And it starts, oh, this will have. It will be up and running, I think, when, when this comes yeah, out. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. So Thursday through Thursday Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, Celebration Theater Celebration in Theater. L.A. And then in New York in February, um, Happy Birthday, Doug, my solo show at the Soho Playhouse. We'll be there the first weekend of February, and we'll be there for at least a month. So Yeah. Yeah. 
go and see all of those things. And then when you talk to Drew after and you are attracted to him, <laughs> yeah, just let put me it know. Out there. Yeah. Just let me know. Put like, it out there. It, it just be vulnerable. One step that yeah. way. And just then, say, hey, you know, do you want to have a drink? P.S. This is a date. This is a yeah. date. Yeah. Stupid. Just, just tell my bit. stupid ass what's going on. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. We all need it. We all need it. <laughs> Drew, Thank, Drew you, Drew. Thank you, guys. It's always so much fun talking to y'all. Thank you. Thank you.